You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about building a sustainable business online selling physical products, and I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Trey Llewellyn. Let me tell you all about him. He went from being a full-time insurance agent just a few years ago to building an e-commerce business that sold $20 million of physical products just last year. And get this, he did it without Amazon, eBay, or Shopify. He creates simple two-page websites with ClickFunnels, you're all familiar with that, and he optimized his sales funnel. He built his email list to over 1 million names, and he sells the largest volume out of 50,000 ClickFunnel users. He's the founder of Trey Llewellyn Companies and now teaches others how to have similar success. Wow. Welcome, Trey, and thanks for sharing part of your day. What else would you like to add to that introduction? What's up, Nancy? Uh, oh, man, what, that, what else could we add? Shoot, I, don't think you, I think you nailed that one pretty well. I was, I was taking notes. <laughs> yeah, you've done an awful lot of stuff, and we love ClickFunnels, and we love simplicity. So this is going to be a really good show. But let me just kick off with one question. You're from St. Louis, right? Yeah, St. Louis, uh, where the paper clips in the ground. So let me ask you, what high school did you go to? That is a good question that that everybody freaks out about because I have, I'm like uh, the guy in the corner which didn't go to a high school in in St. Louis. I actually uh, went to Hannibal High School, which is the uh, the northern uh, city from St. Louis. So it's kind of like, like no one has no one has a way to judge because the only reason that question is ever asked is to judge you. So like no one, there's like, Oh, okay. Hannibal. All right. That's cool. Like no one can judge me. It's kind of funny, but I love, I love that question. I think it's hilarious. What a great answer. I spent 12 years in St. Louis. I went to Wash U to get my MBA. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like by week two, when people started asking that question, I'm like, what's up with this question? I didn't realize it was to judge you. Well, good for you for saying Hannibal. That's good. Hannibal, which probably is judgmental anyways, but it's all good. It was a good time. Good for you. Hey, to level set our listeners, because many of our listeners are coaches, speakers, and authors who don't deal a lot with physical products, kind of mm-hmm. share what exactly you do. Are you making your own products? Or are you buying products from somewhere else low and selling them high? What's it all about? Yep. So, uh, yeah, well, let's set the record straight real quick, because if these guys are coaches and, and teachers and speakers, then they got, they got physical products. They got books. They're making books. They got PDF downloads, and that can be a, uh, as well as a physical product. Uh, but what we do is more, uh, I guess, mainstream, which would be uh, like we go to China and we go and find products there that fit our audience. So as you guys have your own audiences, like people who are like, man, I want to, you know, I want to be able to strive and be motivated. Okay, that's one audience. I want to have someone who teaches me how to be successful. That's another audience. To where ours is, you know, ours is a different niche. Ours is like gun, gun dudes who love guns and ammo and, and uh, that kind of stuff to where we find items that particularly – in their realm that things like they love. Like, for instance, for ours is like targets and, and oil, and we got some like survival cups. So they love that kind of stuff. And we're selling all that all day long to these guys because they, that's what they love to grab. 
And we do that through funnels. Awesome. So do you have a signature product that kind of really launched your success? Uh, we have, a, we have a, uh, a couple. I mean, a lot of them are all successful uh, realistically because we have a way to go out, and we can talk about that, uh, to go out and find out, okay, what product's going to fit our audience, like what's one's going to be a success. But we have things that, uh, like our oil, our gun oil is really huge. We have our own manufactured gun oil now. Uh, we have our own manufactured targets, shooting targets that have been good ones. We had a flashlight that did really well. Uh, so all around, like, you know, we have – it really comes down to the numbers, like the back-end numbers of the funnel to make it success, along with the two-page front website. And then realistically, the, uh, the product is just like the front-end offer, the offer that kind of gets the buyer to raise their hand because all the money's made uh, after that, after the back-end comes into play. So really it's just a question like saying, hey, are you a gun guy? Raise your hand. And we have them raise their hand by then purchasing those types of products. Awesome. So the two pages, I'm guessing, are a landing page and a thank you page? Well, we've got to collect the money. So it's going to be a, 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 a sales page and then an order page. So we're got going to collect it. that on an order form and then have them uh, put in their credit card information. And from there, it's, it's gravy. So with this much volume, I bet you have systems in place because I love systems. What did you do when your success is really taking off? How did you systemize your company so it can kind of run without you or people know exactly what to do with a repeatable and consistent process? Oh, goodness. I wish I, I, wish I could tell you honestly that I had a system and we had no systems. Uh, our systems was do the work and, and make sure it gets done. We, uh, we, man, we could be here all day, Nancy, to where we were, we were breaking systems so fast because, and we were creating them so fast because the volume was happening so fast. And the one thing that I learned uh, along with the craziness that happened and still happens to this day is multiply your success by 1,000. So what would happen if you were selling this one product, let's say it's an iPhone, and you start selling 1,000 iPhones a day? What would happen? Like what starts to break? And that was, that was the foretelling uh, knowledge that I did not have of what was going to break because I didn't even think about that. Right? I was like, ah, I'm just selling five a day or ten a day or, or 100 a day. But when you multiply that by 1,000, holy crap, like systems start to break, customer service starts to break, your shipping logistics start to break, uh, your, your systems start to break, such as your CRM and your back end and like all this stuff, like can it hold the pressure loads? And so when you build up that pressure, you're, you obviously see what systems you didn't have in place. So... I wish I would have had systems, but we pretty much had to make them on the fly and make them really quickly uh, to where we had gaps. We had things that fell through the holes, and, which sucks, but at the end of the day, we've created SOPs. Uh, now having gone through what we've gone through, does that make sense? Oh, absolutely, because I always tell people yeah. it's never too early to, to put your systems in place. Most people wait until they've got money or time or business, and then they're like, wow, we needed systems and we didn't do it. So, yeah, well, that's yeah. one thing that I teach is start from day one, especially when you've got time, right? You may not totally. have money, but you've got time. Yep. And, you know, I, I think it's a vicious circle too because how do you know what systems to put in place if, you're, if you don't have anything going through the systems, you know? So it's good, to have, it's, it's good to have somebody like you come in and say, here's are the systems that you're going to need. Here's something that you're going to have happen, and here's the systems to put in place so that you don't get screwed like we did. And I would love to have somebody on board like that at that time to be like, hey, here's kind of what's going to here's what, here's what your future looks like. And so we didn't have that. I mean, it was just like that future hit, boom, we're done, and then it's like, holy smoke, smacked in the face, right? Versus I think someone like you coming in, that smack would have been a lot lighter versus how hard it hit. 
Absolutely. I love that. I'm going to actually take this time to give a plug out to my listeners, and we'll give you a chance as well. Listeners, my list of systems, you know, Trey just said, what systems do you need? I put together a two-page list of 100 systems you need in your business around sales, marketing, team, operations, and money, and that's at nancygaines.com slash systems. So go get that and see, you know, avoid some of the pain that you're going to feel when you 1,000 times your business. So very, very mm-hmm. cool. So when did mm-hmm. this, like, hit in? Was it, like, within six months you hit the success or two years? Uh, three months. Three months. Wow. That's a so, record. Uh, it, yeah, we were we are we are coin uh, the number one uh, campaign that has hit the internet uh, since 2002, and frankly, we've created a whole new uh, even I don't know what you want to call it like a uh, like a venture like a I forget what they call that they call it a certain thing it starts with a V and I can't tell them the tip of my mo- tongue right now. Is it a movement? No, it's definitely not a movement. Uh, it's definitely I don't know. I'll have to get you the word. It's hilarious, but uh, basically what we've done is you know, created that campaign that, that scoured the Internet. That it, was, it was a vertical. Sorry, there we go. A vertical that okay. we created. And it was a vertical that never happened before, and it was such a way of physical products is really – because people were used to pushing, like, creams and, and pills and all this other kind of stuff, like uh, chemicals and dietary stuff, where here this guy who was me came out and was like, hey, what about physical products? And it's like, holy crap, that actually sells the Internet, and it sells really well, and we can push a lot of traffic to it, and it's like, boom, like, it was a massive explosion of, of success, and it was crazy, and that's where all the systems started breaking down. I'll give you a great example is we started shipping stuff out, shipping our items out so quick that the United States Postal Service tracking codes, we broke them. And what I mean by that <laughs> is we were shipping stuff out so quickly that the MID, you're given a MID when you get a, a stamps.com. When you go to stamps.com, you get what's called a MID. That's the last six digits of the USPS code. And people were calling in saying, hey, uh, it says that my package has been delivered in another state in another city. I want a refund, right? So, like, total chaos starts to unfold when you're, when you're shipping out tens of thousands of units uh, per month of all different products because now your tracking is way off. And they're calling. These guys are calling the postal master at their local USPS store, and they're saying, hey, this guy, you know, uh, NGOA or ILG, they're saying that, uh, you guys recycle tracking links. Is that true? And the postmaster is like, no, we don't, re- we don't recycle tracking links or anything like that. Uh, you know, here's that they're, they're lying to you. There must be a scam. And I tell you what, the customer service calls just went all out of the roof when that happened because all these people are getting new codes. And what was happening was every 20 days, we were going through our mid. So every 20 days, we were rotating through our mid, which means, when we sit you a, a tracking number that comes in your email, it's like, hey, guess what? Your package is on its way. You click that link, it showed delivered. But it showed <laughs> delivered in a different state in a different city. That's Think awesome. about that. that. Those are the types of systems that we broke. Like, you can't plan for that. You can't plan for a United States Postal Service code to break. And, like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you even think about that happening? So it's stuff like that. It's, it's insane. That is pretty cool. So do they fix it, or what happened? No, they did not. We, we uh, switched immediately over to UPS. Uh, UPS gave us a huge break in, in uh, their, their um, I don't know, pricing, I guess. Uh, so we got a discount with them because we showed them our, our numbers and showed them what we're shipping. And so they're like, we're going to guarantee that we never recycle these mids. You're never going to go through these problems. We're gonna, they backed up a semi-truck to our location. They even, they even sent out UPS workers to help us pack the packages. Like that's how, they, how much they wanted our business. 
And That's so ever, awesome. since, ever since that day, uh, we've used UPS. And we have not ran into that USPS tracking issue ever again because of uh, UPS. UPS came and saved the day, actually, uh, which, is, which is really nice. But uh, customer service was a little under the heat uh, when all that was going on. Oh, I bet. Well, they're actually, UPS is one of the 10 best companies to work for in the U.S. I think I read that at least a couple oh. years ago. I bet they're still up there. Mm-hmm. It's a really good company, and they've got good benefits. So good for you for yep. snagging that. So is China the, always the best place to get these products? No, of course not. Uh, we, we do some American-made products. It just all, I mean, it depends on price. It depends on uh, the quality. And I know I'm probably going to get hammered on that. But here's the, here's the real piece of it. Like China, people think that China has this bad name and this bad rep. Like, oh, China products are cheap. They're, you know, unmanufactured and they have bad quality. But I don't know when the last time you looked at the back of your iPhone, but it says made in China. <laughs> so your iPhone, which is the number one brand out there in America right now, uh, is made in China, in fact, folks. So if they can make iPhones in China, they can make a lot of other things. So, you know, don't, don't, get, your, uh, don't get too crazy on me. So I like, I, like, I like going to China. I, we go to uh, the Canton Fair a lot. It, that's a fair that, that, that happens uh, twice a year, and they have 60,000 booths of different items and products with about hundreds of products in the, inside each booth. So it's a fantastic uh, show to go to. I, I definitely recommend going. It's about three weeks long in China, so in Guangzhou. And uh, you'll learn a little Chinese, uh, Mandarin when you're over there as well. I know Ni Hao. I think that means hello. It does mean hello. Yep. C-H-A. Close enough, right? And I think she she means goodbye or thank you or something. Yes, yes, I mean thank you. Yep, close enough. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you tell us about your MTO goal setting system? I saw that on your website. It looked pretty cool. I love the MTO. Uh, we use that through so many different things. It's absolutely amazing, and and uh, usually it takes me about an hour uh, to go over the MTOs because it's pre- I take it pretty in depth. But uh, but in a short form, yeah. So basically, M stands for minimum. T stands for target, and O stands for outrageous. And the best way I can describe this is my girlfriend, Jennifer, she, we were in the car one day, and she's like, she does real estate. And she goes, man, you know, I'm setting my goal to do $18 million this year. I was like, wow, that's a fantastic goal. And she goes, but I get upset with myself if I don't meet it. But I'm going to be upset with myself as well if I do meet it early in the year. I go, wow, that seems like a really good case for like the NTO. Because when you just set one goal for yourself, you could be totally like, oh, I already met my goal, and now, I'm, now what, right? Like, do I work harder, or do I just kind of take a vacation? Or if you don't meet it, it's like, holy smokes, like, you feel down on yourself. And what the MTO does is it allows you to not only break up goals, but it gives you stepping stones to get to those outrageous goals. So a minimum goal would be whatever it is, whatever that goal is, is no matter what happens, no matter if a computer breaks down, no matter if your car breaks down, no matter if a family event happens, you're going to make that this month right? Let's say it's 5K. So number one, you're going to make 5K this month. But maybe your target, like, okay, what would I love to make? Like, what would be amazing? Maybe that's 15,000. And it will be outrageous. Like, just, just so crazy that when you make it, you're like, I didn't even think that was possible, to be honest. <laughs> like, that was how outrageous this was. And maybe for you, like it was for me, my outrageous goal when I started this exercise was 60 grand. 60 grand in one month. Because that is exactly how much I was making in a year, and I thought, if I can make 60 grand in one month, that means I would be able to take a vacation for the next 11 months. And so that, that was outrageous to me, and it took three months to hit that. And, and uh, we did $117,000 four months after setting those NTO goals. I love that. I love the simplicity of it, too. 
You know, not Super as simple. complicated. Yep. Yeah, it's like M T and O. That's awesome. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I saw you had some podcast stuff on your website. Do you have your own podcast, or do you just are you a guest on everyone else's? Uh, well, we definitely do a lot of guest speaking, which is cool. So we appreciate you having us on here. Uh, we do have a podcast. We are revamping that one. It's uh, right now. It's just Mister On It uh, podcast. So it's got a lot of cool like little things, and and uh, we're going to be adding the Unstoppable Core to it, and going to add some live interviews to it, and it's it's def- we're definitely like going to beef it up. Uh, I don't know what when this is all, when you guys are listening to this, but hopefully by the time that you guys are listening to this podcast, uh, it'll be underway. Awesome. Why don't you give the name one more time? Oh, it's just Mr. On It. I got that nickname about two years ago. Someone said, uh, you know, if, if you want something done, just give it to Trey because he's always on it. And I'm an implementer. So I got the nickname Mr. On It, M-R-O-N-I-T, Mr. On It. I love it. I love it. I'm an implementer too. It's a good compliment because people have to – they need implementers to balance all the vision stuff. Absolutely. They yeah. absolutely do. I, I think that's the, the biggest, biggest thing that keeps people from being successful is no implementation. Agreed. Totally agreed. Let me ask you a fun question, my signature question, and then we'll jump into how people right. can work more closely with you if this resonates with you. With you. Okay. Good? Okay, so the signature question, Trey, if you had one more hour in your day, how would you spend it? Mm. All right, so I'm going to hit you back with a twofold on that one. Is that okay? Sure. So I always wanted another hour, right? Like I'm like, dang, I want another hour. I want another hour. I want another hour in the day because I could get so much more done. So I pulled back, and I was like, maybe I do. Maybe I do have another hour. And what started that was the President of the United States has 24 hours in a day, just like I do. So how is he able to get so much done and, like, outdo me? Where, like, why can't I do that much, right? So I started pulling back and started seeing, like, holy smokes, there's so many hours, there's so many holes, there's so many hours in those holes in the day that I'm just, like, not soaking up and not taking advantage of, to where I started to create more hours in the day, such as to and from work. Now we have Uber. Uber allows me to take a driver to and from work every day, to where I'm able to build a funnel answer emails, have those phone conversations that I wasn't able to get to yesterday by taking Uber to and from work. How about this one? How crazy is it to wake up an hour earlier, right? Everybody's like, oh, geez, I knew he was going to say an hour earlier. But crazy enough is that every six months, the time changes to and from your benefit. But yet, in about a week, you're able to adapt. So you would be able to adapt to an extra hour a day just by waking up an hour earlier in about a week. And you've proven it to yourself because of time change. So what would I do? I would do more work. I would, I would create more. And that's what I am doing. I'm, I'm, I'm meditating more. I'm becoming focused more. I'm spending more time with my, my girlfriend and doing prayer focus. I'm spending more time with my family and my, and my son. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, what I do for a living, what I, what I love to do. I don't even call it work. I don't even call it a job. Like, it is literally a hobby because of the passion I have behind it. It's absolutely amazing. Great answers. I love those. And it's true, right? Like I've been getting up an hour earlier to go running. My, my mm-hmm. goal is to run 30 days in a row because it's a lot wow. harder out here in Denver, by the way, than St. Louis. Oh, yeah. We have no air. We've got lots of hills, so way right. tougher. But by, let's say, day seven, I was like, this is a piece of cake. I need to up my mileage. So, yeah, sure. we adapt pretty quickly for sure. Amazing. Yeah, hey, before we got on this call, you said you've got something special to share to the listeners. Can you tell us how if people want to work more closely with you, how to do that, and your special gift? Of course. 
So uh, I'm sure you have my name spelled somewhere. So it's just TreyLalon.com. That's where you can get all the freebies and all the fun and like kind of see who I am and what we do and like kind of what we're always up to, which is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, so one one thing that Nancy or you you were talking about uh, when we first started the call is like, okay, so what is what is one thing uh, my listeners could take away or like what can they do this week, like this week to move forward? And I was like, holy smokes, like that's a lot, right? That's a, that's a heavy question. And if I was starting today with nothing, I would want some sort of template, some sort of tool, some sort of thing that I could just grab and like make a few changes to, and it's like, holy smoke, it's working. And so what I did is I went to my team. I was like, okay, what can we give Nancy? And they said, well, why don't we give her uh, one of the funnels? And I was like, that's a fantastic idea. So what we did was we took one of our most highly profitable funnels, and we created a template uh, we took it, we took the exact thing, created a template, and what we, we did is we put it at mrawnit.com forward slash Nancy. And so when you go to that, you can download that funnel into your own ClickFunnels account, or if you don't have one, that's no big deal. You just download it, you can see it and move through it. But it's easy because you can take images and put your images in. So if you're selling a book, or if you're selling a physical product, or if you're selling a digital product, it's plug and play, and it's all set up to, it's fully optimized, which means mobile optimized, desktop optimized, traffic optimized, where it's smooth. So we put that at mrhonna.com forward slash Nancy. Awesome. What a generous gift. And listeners, this is really going to – so you didn't really say this, Trey, but why don't you brag a little bit about how you've got – you know, you're one of the top out of 50,000 people because you've optimized your funnel. Yeah, we have. Uh, that's, I mean, that's kind of what we're known for. Like I said, like, I don't see this as a job. Like a lot of people are like, oh, you going to work today? I'm like, not really. I'm going out to go have fun. And – I just love what I do. I love getting in the funnels. I love tweaking them up. And that has really propelled our success forward. I call it like Rocket Man is like, like gone. And that's it. You know, it's just like making funnels every day. I'm in it. I'm doing it. I'm having fun with it. I, I'm like smiling as I do it every day. And, yeah, I mean, that and a couple other things like traffic and a team has brought us to the top of ClickFunnels. We are – I think we're still number one, the number one user of ClickFunnels to this day out of 50,000 users. They might have more users now. But, I mean, that's what Russell keeps telling me. So as long as we stick there, I'm good. When he, when he tells me in second place, I'm like, uh-oh, we've got to you know, turn Game on the gas on, a little huh? more. Game on. I'm like, all right, finally, somebody caught up to us. Now we can speed up a little bit. Well, that's a really, really generous gift, and thank you for that. What is, before we wrap up, what do people most often miss in their funnels? Like why, why aren't they working for them? Oh, man, holy smokes. So we mentor people, and I get to see a lot of the, the craziness out there. And, and, you know, like we term like a funnel as one word, uh, but there's a lot to it. There's, you know, copy. There's uh, how it's set up, what it looks like, the headline, how it's put together. Is it, does it work? Uh, does it go to the right links? And things like that. And the biggest thing is, is, I think what it comes down to is confusion. I think a lot of people just have confusing funnels to where when someone lands on their funnel, they're confused. They don't know what the heck they're selling or like, I don't understand where to go. I don't even understand like the flow, like where my mouse should go. And where I started to learn that was from, from a tool, there's lots of them, but one tool we use is called Mouseflow. It's M-O-U-S-E-F-L-O-W.com. I think it's 20 bucks a month. And what that allows you to do it allows you to sit behind the screen of the user. Like everybody that comes to your website, you get to like watch them. It's freaking hilarious. Oh, that but is you get to cool. Watch, 
Yeah, it's so awesome because you get to watch their mouse like go over to your icon and try to click on it. You're like, that's not clickable. What are you clicking on that for? Or they'll go like back to a different page. You're like, why are you going back? And you can watch how they're reading like because everybody reads with their mouse. They don't, they don't think they do, but everybody reads with their mouse. It's hilarious. And so you'll see how they're reading and like where they get stuck because they'll kind of go back to their mouse. Or you can see like, like a lot of people's buttons are below the fold, which means like when the page loads, they don't even see the button, so they don't know where to click. And so mouse flow was a good way to see like where people are clicking the most because it'll show you hot areas and, and, and cold areas. And it, it showed me my audience and it showed me how people were interacting with what I created. And from that and from optimizing and from doing it for like four years now, uh, I've just become really, really good at it. Good for you. I love that. That would be really cool to kind of watch people. See where they're it's, going and what's working and when they even it's even better than Google Analytics. Well totally, yeah, of course. Yeah. So great great example. Um, when like have you ever had like an aunt or an uncle or, or a grandparent call you and they're like, Nancy, I know you're super good at this this online stuff. How do I create a website or how do I turn on my computer or whatever? And my, my biggest thing is like my grandmother, like one time my grandmother called me, she was like, How do I uh, you know, open up an internet browser, and you're like, okay, wait, on the bottom there's like a little start button. You see that? No, I don't see that. And so it's like, holy smoke, how hard is it to like describe through a <laughs> phone call how to operate a computer? It's really hard. And so the, what this does is if you were visually there, like you would be able to show like, oh, it's right here or it's over there. Like that's easy, right? Well, that's what mouse flow allows you to do because you're like in behind their shoulder. You're seeing exactly what they're doing wrong. And you're like, okay, that's what they're doing wrong. They don't understand that. I need to change that. And oh my goodness, it makes sense now. And wow, look at the flow of traffic. It starts to go smoother. That is so cool. That that is totally worth listening to this podcast today, just for the mouse flow idea. Very very. Just cool. for the mouse flow. <laughs> hey Trey, is there anything else that you want to add that we didn't cover? Oh goodness. I mean, I think you'll run out of tape if you really want to go that <laughs> deep. But uh, there's like there's so much, you know. Um, I think a lot of people can learn from the mistakes we made uh, from not having those systems like you nailed it, is there were systems that we thought we had in place, but they weren't big enough. And, like, of course, you know, the USPS one's a really big one. Another one, another big mistake that we made was when we started, we, we went the cheap route. You know, everybody does. Uh, we went with the free route, which was go get the Google Voice number because, you know, it's not your cell phone number. It's, you know, it's really easy, and you can, you can do the cross-dial. And at first, I was perfect, right? Like we had someone answering that Google Voice number. And at the end of the day, uh, as we grew, we found out Google Voice is not portable. And what that means is you can't take your Google Voice number and put it to a landline or point it to a voice over IP line. And that's really bad. Like that's really, really bad. Because now this number that's on people's receipts, on the shipping codes, on your website, everywhere it's way that you've ever put it, uh, in, in your emails, uh, now is obsolete because you have to go and get this new number because it's not portable. And when you do that, uh, you get a lot of frustrated people. Next is we started with a portable number, right? So we went from a Google Voice to a portable number, and we made the mistake of allowing people to, to leave voicemails. And we were getting so many phone calls that our voicemail was filling up. And we had 100 megabytes of voicemail capacity. And we were filling that up every two hours. But the bad thing was with AT&T is the caller IDs, like there was no caller IDs on the phones. Or it went, like it only held 50 caller IDs, so you'd never get like the full 200 <laughs> numbers you needed. So we had to hire a kid to come in at 10 bucks an hour and listen to the voicemails all the way through 
to listen to the very end where they're like, call me back at, you know, 314-729. And it's like, holy smokes, that's awful. And then he would run over and give them to a, to a person. What that created was we went from an inbound call center to now an outbound customer service center. And that will slow your production down by like three-fourths. So Absolutely. it is wild how much that slows you down because you only have a 20% uh, pickup rate. Whereas an inbound call, you have 100%, right? Right. So that slows you down immensely that fast. And then I made the massive mistake of rolling over phones. So we had four phones. I rolled them over like phone one, we go to phone two. Phone two, we go to phone three, three to four. And I made the mistake of somehow one day I transferred phone four to phone one. And that created like this infinite <laughs> like <a> loop. loop. <laughs> it created an infinite loop in the AT&T system. And so people were getting like this never has been disconnected. Oh, man. Like if someone is looking at your, at your number on their credit card statement and they call that and it says this phone number has been disconnected, boom, instant refund, instant charge back on your account. And like that's a no-go. Like you don't want that happening to you. So if there's anything that I would say is get a, uh, a voice over IP system. We use 5-9, F-I-V-E, the number 9, uh, .com is who we use. There's a lot. There's tons. Like Salesforce and maybe there's a couple more. But that, that will help you. Uh, gain momentum because you can add phones and you can decrease phones. You can add phones and decrease phones, and you can play with the volume as it comes in versus with a landline. they got to come and install the line. I mean, that's old school. That's so old school, and I, I don't even know why we did it, but we thought we were doing something good. So like I said, we, I'd, run your, I'd run your podcast out of tape because there's so many things that I'm in a mistake with that are, that are learning curves to having systems in place to where you don't, you don't break it, you know? You know what? I don't know if you're thinking about this. You probably already have. I would love to see you write a book called MrBrokeIt.com because, what, you broke Mr. the post broke office? It. Yeah, Mr. Broke It. You broke the post office. You broke AT&T. Like, I'm sure there's other things you haven't told us. That would yes. be a great book of stories. I have, yeah, I have 24 stories that will make your um, chest hurt because they're so, they're so painful. But at the end of the day, you know what? Um, I'm alive, and that's, that's the best thing to be grateful for. Absolutely. Is, you know, you get you get to you get to wake up every day and take time to listen to those birds chirp outside. I know that sounds cliche, but really do. Like, when's the last time you heard a bird chirp? You know, a lot, I think a lot of people are going through life so fast that they don't listen. They're not. They don't have their ear to the ground. They have their their wallet to the ground, and they're just wanting to make a quick buck. And life is short. Life is freaking short, and you got to take time for life, or else it's not worth living. Absolutely. Well, what great parting words of this show. Trey, it's been so great having you on here. You provide lots of valuable information. Listeners, download the 100 Proven Systems You Need to Boost Results. That's one I mentioned earlier today. Go to nancygaines.com systems to get it today. And if you loved our show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.